Good morning. Uh, welcome to Sativa segment. This is Richard Chang. Um, today I have a co-host. His name is Dalton O'Neill. Moving forward, I think you will see Mr. O'Neill on the show more and more. Um, but before we get started, I like to point out this wonderful studio that I'm in. It's certainly a different feel, and but nevertheless, the substance is never to be compromised here on the Sativa segment. Today, we're uh, filming uh, episode 15. We have today with us Ron McCormick, and we'll get into our discussion with Ron here in a little bit. But before we get started, I like to t say that this ep episode is fueled by a newly formed law firm called Ritter Spencer Chang. I am uh, a proud one-third owner of the firm. Um, it is a full-service law firm um, that is uh, primarily focused on two industries, that being healthcare and, and alternative substances covering cannabis, kratom, psychedelics, so forth. Um, so it is, a, it is a newly formed law firm here in Dallas, Texas, and just wanted to introduce the law firm to everybody in, uh, that's watching the show. It's right down the street from here. Right? It is. It's really close. <laughs> North so. Dallas. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. I'm happy to be a, a co-host, guest host for today with awesome Ron McCormick, big dog in Dallas, slang, slanging up all the good, all the good products for a bunch of good brands. I'm excited to get into it. Thanks a lot. It's it's wonderful being here, and uh, knowing now that I have a good law firm locally to go to is pretty <laughs> Thanks, incredible. Ron. It's, it's yeah. a two-in-one shot here. I, yeah, I love thank it. You. Very, and, very uh, excited about it. Now, you and I met when I went to your office. Correct. Right? And this is obviously an introduction through... Uh, Dalton here, but um, I want to talk a little bit about you as a person okay. before we kind of dive into your company. Okay. And we'll have plenty of time to do that. But tell me about a little bit about you as a person. We're going to dig into your heart. Okay. We're looking for <laughs> it. Yeah. So my background is uh, my, my degrees in nutrition. I'm a nutritionist. Okay, where did you go? Uh, I went to an online school. I had to uh, because I had a business okay. front brick and mortar nutrition store slash juice bar restaurant. Okay. So everything I had to do was online and through UNLV in Las Vegas, Nevada. So okay. I've actually only been in the uh, Dallas metropolitan area this last year. I moved here last July. No kidding. Yeah. So yeah. you're a new Dallas. Yeah, uh, new resident. Dallas. Incredible. Love the Cowboys. I love the state. I love the governor. I love everything about this red state. I gotta say, okay. okay. Well, Coming from a blue Worth. state, they probably should have sent you to Fort Worth first. You know? it's like... Yeah, I'm trying to think. What is the most conservative city here in? The, in, in well, Collin County is one of the most conservative counties. Okay. Um, but state's just west. Yeah. No. So, so Denton County is pretty conservative. Collin County is pretty yeah. conservative. Yeah. Uh, Rockwall, uh, definitely, de definitely not Austin for uh, for Mr. Yeah. McCormick yeah. here. I, I think <laughs> Dallas, and it's not a political talk show, but I think Dallas is the largest city in the country with a Republican mayor because he just switched. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and then yeah, Maddie yeah. Parker in Fort Worth. So actually, we have the two biggest. Republican mayors in DFW. Wow. You know, okay. that, should be a, that should be a sign. You yeah. said you just switched. But, but the big cities, the big cities, it's different. You know, the farther out in Texas yeah. you get is different. You yeah. know, in Dallas, the Met, like we have different things we need here. That's so, right. That's right. You know. So you, you're from Las Vegas. Correct. Okay. And you moved here about a year ago. Correct. Um, and I know you come from like a wellness, like um, nutraceuticals background. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So my degree is nutrition. As a nutritionist, when I opened my very first store 30 years ago, I started researching nutritional supplements uh, yeah. in the nutraceutical world and found that a lot of supplements were made, uh, let's say, without, without any passion or real heart behind them. Okay. So I started developing products. I started developing liquid multivitamins. Okay. As we know, tablets, like you go into some of the grocery store chains, some of the big names, there are these hard rock tablets. 
and they're very low dosages. They're on 1940 FDA standards of like 60 milligrams vitamin C. Well, we need, we know we need a thousand to 5,000 milligrams, mm. but a lot of these old style vitamins, that's how they put in there because people don't know any better. So as a nutrition store owner, I felt it was my duty to bring people real health and wellness nutritional supplements. So I started developing them. I started developing liquid multivitamins that actually absorb, they don't upset your stomach. Uh, mega doses, a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. Started using uh, different B12s that actually absorb methacobalamin instead of a cyanide form, cyanocobalamin, which most in most forms are in most vitamins. So everything I do, did was started doing it in, a, in the right way it should have been done in the first place. But you gotta remember a lot of corporations, they don't care about what's in the product. They care about one thing. Bottom right. line. That's it. That's it. We know that. That's the, the, the margins, huh? The margins. Uh, they want to make something for 50 cents and sell it for 20 bucks. You know, mm -hmm. I'm the opposite. I'll spend the $12 to make something to, to sell for 20 bucks. So, so a whole different concept. But because of that, I have a huge following in Las Vegas. I've been in business 30 years there with brick and mortar stores. Mm -hmm. I have, I sell my products to other stores throughout the country, wholesale, retail, um, distribution. You know, I've, since then I've also developed an alkaline vitamin water that we have a patent on. We have the only patented bottle water there is. It's uh, called Vitanourish. It's alkaline and vitamins all in one. Tastes incredible. We sell it nationally. Uh, we're sold in uh, little stores like Walmart, Casey's convenience stores, Big Lots, what year, CBS. What year know. did y'all develop that water? Uh, that was about 2014, I want to say. Okay. And that is brings, it still operational right now? Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. We're growing, growing. Uh, you know, everything slowed down with uh, COVID. You know that. So sure. we definitely took a big hit during COVID, but now we're, we we just picked up 1,100 CVSs. So we're we're uh, Pepsi's a okay. major distributor for us. Yeah, wow. Pepsi Who's RSI. Your, are you able to disclose who your distributor is? Yeah, Pe Pepsi's one of them. Pepsi okay. RSI. Yeah. I would love us some yeah. electrolyte vitamin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mineral. Tell you know? me a little bit about that process. Like, how did you load? Okay, your distributor and like how do you get into like a distribution relationship because there's a lot of listeners out there who uh whether they're in cannabinoids or whether or or not you're right and getting into the right distribution relationship is not as easy as it sounds you just right? said the keyword there yeah. relationship yep so it's about relationships and that's where this whole business comes from 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 where we are in the cannabis hemp it doesn't matter it's water it's about meeting the right brokers mm -hmm. that have the connections with those markets. So okay. you've got to go out and hit the shows, whether it's a champ show or the NSF show. There's so many different shows out there, depending on what, you know, there's the 7-Eleven shows, depending on what market you're in, you have to go after the convenience store shows. So depending on what market you want to go into, you've got to go into those, meet the right brokers that can get you in front of the store chains mm -hmm. to, to, you know, get the slotting. Uh, because there's different allocations, different times of the year. Like right now is when everyone's deciding what they're bringing on for next year. So if you're not in there getting approved this year for next year, you're not going in. There's a lot of fees involved. There's payments. Sure. Sometimes you go to dinner, you know, there might be $20,000 leaving someone's coat pocket when they go up to the bathroom. I mean, wow. this is real, this is real life. You know, when mm -hmm. it's not always uh, easy, there's yeah. payoffs everywhere. Even getting in store chains, you know, it's a, a pay to play, you know, business world. So unfortunately that's how it is. But uh, and some of these big companies, they have big hedge funds behind them. Mm. You know, you look at, um, you know, Vitamin Water. Remember Vitamin Water? Yeah. Sold for, what, $4.4 .4 billion? But they had big yeah. money behind them growing there. Uh, Core sold out a few years ago for half a million dollars. Sure. Keurig Bottom, you know. So there's some big, big uh, business stuff going on. But a lot of these companies have big money behind them.
Or they we're, can we're the sponsors lot, yeah. of like Uber and all of oh, that. Oh, yeah. They operated a lot yeah. to get the market share. Amazon. Look yeah. at Amazon. Prime example. So, no, so we're not that company. We're the guys that have used every dollar we have, and we're building it slowly and surely. But we don't have the big hedge funds behind us. So we do what we can as you know, natural organic growth. Were there different platforms or different um, storefronts that you found to be more profitable than others? Definitely. And how did you track that? I just had a curiosity. It's all tracked by you know books, you know. Um, but definitely, there are your you got your smaller chains. Uh, like we have a we belong to a, a, a store carry, a store chain called Casey's Convenience Store Chain. Uh, yeah. Midwest, they have about twenty, I think twenty-four to twenty-eight hundred stores, quite a few stores. So that was a definitely a profitable situation for us when we so were. So I lived in, in the Midwest. I'm, I'm, so I'm you know about seen Casey's, before, yeah. yeah. And like number two in pizza. Minnesota. <laughs> I'm licensed in Minnesota. Licensed I lived Minnesota. in Minnesota for three years. Okay, yeah. so great store chain. Uh, they did a lot for us. Pepsi made that introduction to us. Uh, they were uh, actually a profitable chain. Then we've been in, you know, chains where we had distributors that were such great distributors. They cut your throat. They dice up your, you know, invoices. Mm. And uh, I won't name any names, but you know, Kehi is one of the ones. <laughs> but, but, well, there you go. You just named the name. I'm just saying news here on the Sativa segment. <laughs> yeah, here, you right. know? <laughs> but you know, when you when you're servicing like Walgreens and a lot of these big store chains, the unfortunate part is you can't sell directly to them. You have to go through their dedicated distributors for those areas. Right. And a lot of these chains, they don't have just one distributor. They have several distributors depending on the region. So it's not always an easy business to get into, to break okay. into. And so, and then you have the slotting fees. And this is again, from hemp products to CBD products to, you know, even THC products. You yeah. know, there's, there's, there's always, um, especially when you see, I think in the future, uh, when you see THC break into the big box stores as it legalizes, you know, you're gonna see a lot of the same stuff that we've had to deal with with the water company. The great thing about it is I already have the experience in it, right. so we know what to do. Right, it's, just the the it's just the ingredient at the end of the day, depending right. on how it's regulated. It's different raw material. So. Yep. Well, yep. I mean, it sounds like you have a wealth of knowledge in the distribution uh, nutraceuticals industry, and that obviously some of those um, skill sets translated into what you're doing now. I'm curious, how did you choose to get into the cannabinoid business? Okay, so again, being very passionate about health and wellness. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I'm the guy. I'm not the guy that was growing THC illegally, yep. selling it, all that stuff. I, I never even messed with THC at all. Until yeah, you look like a DEA agent. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> until it was legal, right? right? I just I was the straight and narrow athlete guy that barely even drank. You know, my 21st birthday I didn't even drink. You know, so I was always an athlete, worked out, health and wellness. Um, back in 2015, when I uh, after we'd started the water. Yep. We started to find all this information about how CBD was stopping children that were having 500 seizures a day. You remember back in Florida yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know? We were talking about that earlier. Well, um, that's actually how uh, the Texas Compassion Use Program kind of um, got a lot of support from the Texas uh, residents. Well, um, around the time when uh, Senate Bill 339 was, was proposed, we had a 70% approval rating here in Texas because of seizures for kids, right? right. I mean, how do you argue uh, against kids who are suffering from seizures? So, that was the only condition that was approved the first time Texas yeah. had a medical program. Really? Yeah, we won't wait. We won't spend a bunch of time on yeah. it. But that's epile intractable epilepsy was the only condition approved for what, like five years. Almost. Um, well, it was approved. It was passed June first of two thousand fifteen, yep. and then seventeen. Not much, you know, not much movement um, occurred. And then two thousand nineteen, they added seven additional qualifying conditions. But again, it goes back to the the kids and the seizures, and yeah. that's that. That's how yep. you originally got. You know how Texas originally got um, really the the first medical program. Really? Yeah. That's right. So hearing right. that, I'm like, wow, if this is really helpful with that. Let's let's start. And this is before 
before President Trump came in and passed the Farm Bill in 2018. So we're way before this. Mm -hmm. We're three hours, yeah. three years before this in 2015. Mm -hmm. right. So then we, because we're already in the water business, we developed a hemp water. We couldn't call it CBD water because yeah. no one could take it because it would, would be illegal. So we developed yeah. a hemp water that yeah. had CBD in it, sure. which helped people with these seizures and stuff. And it was sure. nanotized. It was a, a very great tasting. A lot of CBD waters at the time were real nasty. We have, again, mm -hmm. with our technology, because we're a technology-based company with our patent, we were able to do a technology-based hemp water, CBD water that actually tasted good. They didn't have sure. little floaties in it and stuff like sure. that, like a lot of them. So that's when we started uh, 2018, You know, three years later, Farm bill gets passed. We start going hardcore into it. And this, we're talking back when a, a kilo of isolate from Switzerland was $30,000. Oh my God. How yeah. much, how much was the isolate? $30,000 a kilo. So 2018, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> so, well, that's why so many companies were profitable selling isolate back back in the 17, 18 era. And that right? was before the alternative cannabinoid. Yeah. CBD was like it. That was it. Yeah, you know, CBD was, was kind of the. Well, well, even CBD yeah. when it was, I mean, if you guys remember when CBD came out, it was still kind of taboo. Yeah, right? yeah. for for a couple of years, and um, <laughs> because nobody knew what it was. There's a meme, the Simpsons meme, with Bart writing on the chalkboard, uh, "CBD is diet weed," and just re rewriting it. If you've yeah. seen that meme, and it's right. like, well, they're not really wrong. It doesn't get you high, but it is yeah. a calming effect. So, so what happened at that point is uh, we started developing, you know, about buying the overpriced, expensive CBD, making uh, little things like tinctures, mm -hmm. uh, you know, treats, stuff like that. Uh, gummies, started doing yeah. gummies. Uh, and again, I was contract manufacturing all this out, uh, you know, because again, I have been doing contract manufacturing through different manufacturers sure. all my adult life, from liquid multivitamins to water yeah. to proteins, pre-workouts, you know, I've, I've developed over 200 different SKUs in my 30 year career. Um, so we're, we're developing these different products uh, into the CBD uh, market space. I'm able to test market the products through my retail stores okay. and get firsthand feedback to see what mm -hmm. kind of, you know, results people are getting. And we're having people with Parkinson's or shakes are stopping. We're having all these seizures stopping. I mean, pretty incredible results happen. Okay. So this is 2018. So me and my partners that I currently am partnered with at our dev manufacturing plant here in Irving, Texas, uh, we developed, uh, we raised some money and we put some money in and, and started a, uh, a processing plant up in Oregon. Okay. So we actually would take the hemp plant, process it into the crude, to the distillate, to the isolate, and then we would sell that raw material. Now, when we got into it, the price would drop from 30000 down to 6000 Okay. But then it kept going and going and going. And pretty soon it still was going. <laughs> it's still going. Now you can buy it for about $250. So okay. from $30,000 to $250, it's a, it's a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. So it's really not a, a very profitable situation to be taking hemp to 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 these uh, types of forms and raw materials uh, unless you're doing huge amounts. I mean, you have to have yeah. a huge operation and, and overhead for most companies. That's why a lot of them went out of business. Um, and so, I want to note one thing. And all the parts of hemp, the place where you can die is extraction. Yeah. Like that is dangerous. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's the no, one it, thing. It's a, it's a dangerous process. If it's for the sure. one part oh, yeah. you can get out of, I'm a big advocate for that. It's like, especially people doing, trying to do mobile extraction stuff mm. in body shops. Sorry, it's just that always, it's to be noteworthy. It's not the safest. No, you have to have Dang. explosive proof rooms. There was, yeah. We invested a lot of money. Especially in SOPs aren't like at the top oh, of mind for a lot of right. people. Yeah, yeah. so it's it a big deal. So what we did is we stopped doing that. Now we just process and we do conversions now. We convert into the Delta 8. We yep. started doing that instead. Yeah, do you do the conversions yourself or do you? Yeah, we do in our plant. Instead of instead okay. of uh, taking the hemp plant, which, you know, and, and doing all the different processes, it just it's just not worth the money. 
Sure. So that we just do the conversion for the Delta 8 for our own for our own uh, use uh, only. We don't even sell the raw material. We just use it in our manufacturing plant for like our gummies and you know we can use it for tinctures or whatever okay. else as well. Now, are you getting the raw materials from a third party before you do the conversion or? Correct. Yeah, we yeah. just buy the isolate. That's yeah. right. Yeah, instead okay. of doing the isolate ourselves, we just buy the isolate because you can buy it for. 250 you know right. a kilo so right. so it doesn't make sense to go through all that process to have all those employees and all that overhead and just it's just now, not is it. the, is the conversion process is that a is that an expensive process is it expensive no. nope okay. not at all so essentially your margin still can be preserved because you have low overhead, low cost of conversion yeah. and of course the CBD raw raw materials the isolate is still is is you yeah. know relatively cheaper now yeah. right yeah yep yep makes a big difference so and then when we manufacture it we know What's in it? How clean it is? We, you know, we have to yeah. third-party test everything. Everything we, we're a GMP standard company, so everything we do has to be micro-tested. We test yeah. for every type of, you know, toxic, poison, chemical there is. Uh, it goes through what they, and it's a five hundred dollars yeah. test. You know, this is sure. like a cheap test. We spend probably forty thousand dollars a month just testing raw materials and finished products okay. out of our lab. So everything's tested before and it's tested again afterwards. Okay. Uh, when we do, when we put a finished product through our pro, pro, uh, through our manufacturing plant. And, and again, um, being in this industry for 30 years, you would never want to put a product out to the marketplace that might be toxic or poisonous. Mm. To customers. Well, yeah, there's a lot of liability. Behind Catch a case. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> your, uh, your 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 GLPO policy is going to go up in premiums <laughs> if uh, something yeah. happens. Yeah, well, insurance is high uh, enough as it is right. already, right? And, and then who wants to have that in their conscience? Who wants to have yeah. uh, uh, someone getting deathly yeah. sick or a, a possible death and stuff like that? So it's very important. And and then also it can cost you a lot of money because now you have to do recalls. So you that's don't right. kill someone. Now you got to recall all this yeah. product. So you got a big chain store yeah. that you're in. Now, now you got a huge expense. Right, so letter over here yeah. right right and you guys are nutraceutical based you know so you folks it's interesting ron comes in as like nutraceutical instead of just straight cannabinoid i've been i wish i documented more i went to like five different meetings over the last four years looking for a gmp mm -hmm. uh gummy facility in dallas there were so many days i woke up hey dalton i finally found one i'm gonna come i would drive there it's not there it does it was like this mythical thing <laughs> then i pulled up to where ron in the morning i was like well i think i even told you i was like I think I told you I was wrong. I'm like, we'll see if it's actually real or not. Yeah. You know, and then we get there. No, which by the way, your 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 plan is really impressive. So, right, like if you're looking at Ron, you think he's hawking uh, yeah. gummies over here, but it's like, no, Ron's facility makes these gummies and they're no, solid. I, I I saw I saw firsthand of uh, every, everything that was going on behind the scenes, and uh, it was quite it was quite impressive. Thank but you. let's let's do a pivot to your company itself. Now mm -hmm. you're the CEO, developer, and co-founder of Dev Manufacturing. Correct. Tell me about how you decided to to launch Dev and who you decided to partner with. Is there capital behind it that's that's funding it? Yeah, um, so, and, so, and 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 why y'all chose Dallas to be here? Yeah, you could, you could be. Yeah, you could have been in Las Vegas. Right? We were actually we okay. were. We had a manufacturing plant in Las Vegas uh, that we had bought that was previously manufacturing for us. Uh, the problem there was they killed the D eight. Mm. So they made our number one seller okay. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so so we said, heck with this, let's uh let's move to Texas because now they're opening it up in Texas. D eight was legal here, D9's yeah. legal, all the cannabinoids are legal. Yeah. And God's blessed Texas. God's blessed Texas, <laughs> the second largest state in the country. It's a red state. It's not God bless Texas, it's God blessed Texas. It's yeah. right. That's right. For now at least. So we um me and my um uh partners, we took a look at it. Uh one of the partners who has a mechanical background ground. Okay. He uh, was searching for manufacturing facilities. So we found one in Grapevine. Okay. Um, long story short, we ended up purchasing that uh, facility. Christmas capital of the Western Hemisphere. Great. Right? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Is it like, uh, so uh, we purchased that. 
we outgrew it in a year's time. Uh, we when had, you say you outgrew it, what do you mean by that? Uh, we had more orders than what we could produce. Okay. So, so we you were actually, more, more, more space so you can produce more, more, more volume. Yeah, we were okay. actually, we had it maxed out. And we were actually having to use other manufacturers to keep up with our demand. Mm. We, 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 you know, our, my one partner, incredible, uh, you know, guy with relationships and, and brought huge amounts of sales. in. so, okay. uh, Chris Martin, he did, he did an incredible job. Uh, and then my other partner did a great job of putting the manufacturing equipment together and, and making sure the gummies are perfect. Like when you, when you try a gummy, number one, it tastes incredible. Number two, it's vegan. It's There's no chemicals in it. Okay. It's consistent. It tests out every time the, the, the texture is incredible. You know, when you bite into it, you're like, oh, this is this is a right. nice, incredible gummy. And that's again why we have a lot of converted business. People leave other manufacturing plants, which they try ours, they right. see how we test it, how we're you know, always and then we offer stuff that other companies don't, like we do the blister packs. We have the whole packaging line where we fill them. See, in our old plant, we didn't have any packaging. All we did was manufacture mm-hmm. and we had to right. outsource all the packaging. Mm-hmm. Well, now you gotta take the gummies, box them up, ship them over, ship them back, or ship them out from there. It was, it was, uh, we're losing a lot. We're leaving a lot of money on the table. Mm-hmm. So we took and we invested a lot of money, got another loan, millions of dollars to upgrade our facility to 30,000 square feet. Sure. Now we have a nice, big, huge mm-hmm. facility with four machines, not two machines, state of the art machines and packaging. Okay, so now we can manufacture it, we can package it. And this this year we added the three PL. Now we ship it. Yeah. So now we're a A to Z company. So yeah. we have taken some of the biggest brands in the country where they had their menu, their distribution uh, plan out in say Florida. Mm-hmm. They were able to shut that down, and now they concentrate on just marketing. And now their increase in sales is 25 percent within a short you know six month period of time because that's all they have to focus on. They don't have to focus on employees and and sure. what's the shipping issues and this that. We take care of all that for them. So now they're able to just say, hey, we, and we're able to you know, fast track and keep track of everything they have because we can say, hey, look, you're getting real low on this one item. You know, our customers, I don't know, they probably have 30 plus SKUs with us. So we're saying, oh, you're getting low on this, this, okay, manufacturer. So we're able to stay on top of their, on their uh, products for them to make sure they don't run out. So, okay. and, and, and we, you know, we help them with the packaging. We got uh, packaging companies that are really quick in getting the bags printed, uh, boxes, whatever it is. So again, we're, a to Z. We're here to help the customer, and, and again, our customers were small, and they are. We got one customer. That company now is over hundred million dollar value. So we start with the small companies and help them become big. So we don't yeah. we don't turn anyone away. So it doesn't sound like you you're only servicing your own products and your own um, your own line of uh, manufactured goods, but you're essentially developing new streams of revenue by going out packaging for other people, right? Shipping for other people. So that's all essentially. Going towards your overall enterprise value of your of dev manufacturing. Correct, and and again, that's our main business. We're ninety nine percent that. Listen, we only okay. came out with this product because there are some people that come in that can't afford to to you know pay for their own packaging. This and that. They're like, well, can't we just buy some of the products you manufacture for other people? Like, well, we're not the distributors. Unfortunately, we can't do that. Right. You call that company up directly and do it. Right. So it got to the point where we had store chains and stuff. Like, oh, you know, we really want this, and like, but. Uh, we can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, so then, uh, we started a separate business up. It, it's even though it's a kind of a sister company to dev, it's not a company. We don't try to compete with, with people that we manufacture for. Sure. You don't ever see us advertising our product or nothing like that. Other than this show, you know, coming in and just showing that we offer these type of stuff like this here. I want to show you this here is a 50 milligram THC gummy, mm-hmm. one gummy. 
In the, in the legal markets, like where I live in Las Vegas, the, the strongest you can do is a 10 milligram gummy in dispensary. So we're able to make stuff that's five times stronger than what you can buy in dispensary because it's hemp Is this your product or is this? That's, that's ours. That's, yep. that's your product. Yep. We started this just because there are some customers that could not, you know, they did not want to go through the whole white label insurance right, and all that right. stuff. So that's why we started this. And again, we're not out there trying to market this to make this a big brand. Our big deal is white label manufacturing for, for other companies. When you go to that's Deb, you don't see 30 people in a call center trying to sell you four yeah, gummies. You yeah. see people making gummies for Zero. clients. Yeah, like it's know. like, you know, it makes total sense because some people don't want to start a new brand. Let's talk about the white labeling. Tell me about that process for people who are listening because there yeah. are people who are interested in this industry. Of they course. don't know where to start. But tell me about the white labeling process. Um, is it costly? What, what, what you actually do when you white label, right? And, and what you, um, how you generate revenue when you do white labeling for somebody and what's the ultimate goal of that? Yeah. So, so a lot of people are like, oh man, this is incredible. I've got my own stores. Like I've got one client, he has 10 stores. He's okay. like, look, I want to do my own products because I'm buying all these other products and I know yeah. they're making a lot of profit margin from me. So I did my own products. Mm-hmm. I can push that and then I'm not competing with my competitors down the street selling my my customers, the same same yeah. products I'm selling. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons. Back when I opened my very first store uh, 30 years ago in Nutraceuticals, again, same thing, just a different product. Uh, I could sell whey protein made by EAS, or you know, but then I'm competing with all the prices of every store in town. Right. If I deal with my own product, my own label, named after my store, whatever, now I take out the competition. Right. So my customers, if I give them a better quality product than say, and that's what I've always done, is I, I develop a better quality product. That way I can sell the customer. Look, there, sure, there's the EAS product. I got it right here on the shelf, but I've got a better quality product here for the same money okay. or maybe less. So now I'm not competing against my competitors for okay. selling a product to my customers. I'm able to keep my customers in my stores by that quality product. So that's one of the main reasons why you, the, the, like, if you would own your own store chain, you'd want to go to your own white label product. Okay, so if, if let's say if Dalton and I had our own store and we came to you, what, what does that conversation sound like when we say, hey, Ron, we want you to help white label for us. We, we have our own storefront. We're thinking about creating our own products. Where do we start? And um, is it costly? Is, is, it, is, it a, is it an extensive process? What can you do for us? And can, is it even feasible for two small business owners like mm-hmm. Dalton and myself? Because there are people listening out there who's thinking the same thing. Yeah. I want to white label. I don't know what the process is like. I don't know if people like Ron is, uh, can even help me. Maybe he can't, but can I afford it? You know, what, is that, what does that conversation sound like? Of course, yeah. So I've, I've set this up to where we can help the small guy for as little as $20,000 get started with their own product line. Mm, okay. The biggest thing is getting a design. You know, we've got to get some type of design, a name. You've got to have an LLC, of course, a business yeah. and stuff. Got to get some insurance. Um, but we have business insurance for manufacturing, so we have that covered. You still have to have your own liability insurance. Um, so there's a few things you do when you set up a business, if you're not already up and going. But like you say, you guys are already up and going, so you already have that established. Yeah. All we have to do is design a product label. Okay. We get that printed. Now we're ready to go into manufacturing. So now we decide, okay, do you want to go into Delta 8 segment or Delta 9? Um, if you're, who's doing the manufacturing of the product? We do it all. Okay. We take care of it all. We say, okay, if you want Delta 8, I, I recommend people go more Delta 9 because Delta 8 is only legal in half the states sure. where Delta 9 is legal in almost all the states. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with the different laws over the last you know five years, things are changing. Uh, so I rec- so we just make recommendations. But if you're here in Dallas, if, you're, if you have 10 stores here in Dallas, you might want to do both. 
So we pick, we decide how many SKUs you're going to do. We get the labels printed, and then we go into manufacturing. The great thing about it is, do you we come can, up with the logos and the design yourselves? We do that together. We'll, I can help you with that. Okay. And I have people that specialize in logo designs. Got it. Uh, I mean, you can get it done from India if you want. There's there's websites sure. you go on to and have your own design mm-hmm. for a couple hundred dollars. AI will make a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, they all AI right now. The labeling get you get from exactly. uh, ChatGPT. Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. T- technology's changed so much, right? I used to, back in the day when I first started 30 years ago, I remember driving out to uh, California from Las Vegas and these, this company, they're like, oh, uh, we can do this really incredible design for you. So I get out there and it's like, it's far from incredible. It's like some lines with some writing on it that says pure form or something like that. They wanted $30,000. I'm like, are you, are you, are you kidding me? Wow. This is great. Well, CBS paid. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little nutrition stroller. Come on. It was thirty thousand dollars. I'm like, I went a wasted trip, right? I think I got a ticket going there and a ticket going back to. I'm so mad. But anyways, yeah, terrible experience. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's so much easier to de- develop a, a, a actual label uh, that's ready to go okay. and very inexpensive for cheap uh, for printing as well. So. What we do is we walk you through that whole process okay. because I've had 30 years of experience in it. Uh, make it real easy. So you can have your, within a month's time, you can actually have your product in a bag like this on the shelf selling it. It, it, whether you sell it in your stores or you take it to the market and start wholesale it to stores mm-hmm. or to distributors. So okay. depending on what your budget is, we sit down and I explain to you, hey, this is what you need. The number one thing is you have to have enough packaging. Because say you do... Uh, some Amazon, Amazon's a bad example because you can't, still can't do hemp or THC on there. Uh, you do some marketing website, maybe you get an influencer yep. and they sell right. out real quick. Well, the problem here is now, hey, Ron, oh my gosh, we slipped the 10,000 bags that we bought, they're gone. Okay, well, now we need, to, we need more. I'm like, okay, well, you only printed 10,000 bags, so now we got to wait three right. to four weeks for yeah. more bags. Yeah. Is that, so I always encourage, you know, let's do 50 to 100,000 bags to start with. That way we have the bags there ready. Prepare to be in the biz here. Because so, in two, three days we can fill it. So they product. buy the bags, they give it to you. You essentially um, print it on there, you label it, you, you essentially prep it, you create the products, you put it in there, you package it up. Yep. Do you do the distribution as well, or you connect them with your distribution relationships? That's their job. Their okay. job, and I can tell them shows to go to, to go talk to distributors and stuff. Yep. They may have their sales team. I encourage them to go build your own sales team, whether, depending on where you're trying to go. If you're using influencers and using the internet, that's one whole market. You're getting retail money. That's right. Plus, minus what you pay retail. That's a huge market well, and, now. And, and Facebook ads and stuff are starting to come along with specific agencies. We're getting a nod over there from our producer, Rico. We got to wrap it up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do a whole nother show about white label because Ron you're a wealth of knowledge I'm just glad you're in in Texas you know I'm just glad that you it's incredible yeah so so we just go through the whole process from A to Z so we can help them fill the orders so they don't have to set their own shipping out have a whole other thing doing that so we can ship out the orders whether it's 10 orders a day or 500 orders a day. Okay. You know, we got one customer, we send out 500 you know, individual orders a day. So it could be a single order, yep. or it could be pallets. Y'all are the most vertically integrated I've seen company other than, growing, other than yeah. growing it yourself. That's yeah. right. You know, which- That's one thing I noticed is that he does pretty much from A to Z, minus the cultivation. And cultivation right? is the hardest, There's, yeah. Yeah, and the cultivation is, in my opinion, it's one of the least profitable yeah. too. So, most um, risky. Yeah, right? it's the most risky. You got snowstorm that falls down on it. We've country been screwing farmers for like 100 years now, so it's like. <laughs> I'll say this, one of the most interesting products I've seen in a long time by Dev Manufacturing is the Sleep Aid. With that said, we are running out of time but so I'm going to end this episode with one You're going question. to take a couple of those sleep aids at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday? <laughs> I should. You should. <laughs>
I should. I could use the sleeve. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's so, I mean, I wish we had a long, more time at, at, with, with you at the, on the Sativa segment, but I want to ask you two things. One, what's the future look like for uh, dev manufacturing? That's one. And how do you see the cannabis industry evolving? So again, I'm I'm optimistic. You know, with sure. all the craziness going on in the world, I still am optimistic. Uh, I believe uh, greater always wins. I do believe that cannabis will be legalized. I don't think it's going to be a long time either. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel in the next two to three years, potentially, okay. depending you know what happens with our whole government and stuff. Um, I think it's coming quick. I think it's I, there's been so much, uh, so many incredible stories of you know health and wellness mm-hmm. uh through the whole industry um from seizures to just to name a few uh the nausea you know, cancer that's what's i'm most passionate about yeah cancer i deal with cancer patients uh anxiety stress i mean you name it there's just so right. many health issues myself you brought the sleep aid there i myself i'm a high you know operating type a personality you don't seem high energy right? at all <laughs> uh, lots lots of companies, lots of stuff going on, you know, besides having two young, beautiful children and a beautiful wife, I, I've, I've got a lot going on. So it's hard for me to shut down at night. Yeah. So until a couple of years ago, I hated taking drugs because I know they're very bad for me. So, but I'd have to take a Xanax and an Ambien and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's never touched THC. Mm-hmm. I tried our sleep gummy. It knocked me out. I haven't touched oh, wow. his, uh, Ambien or a Xanax or drugs since then. Not just me, but thousands of my customers, same reports, incredible product. Uh, so again, I think with all these incredible nutraceutical, and again, this is a nutraceutical, this is a God given product, right? Hemp and cannabis are God given. Yeah. It's an ingredient, right? It's an ingredient. It's a raw material that comes from the earth, right? Right. That's how it came. So this should be allowed. Everyone should be allowed to take it and it should be legalized. And we all know that. And that's what it is happening in a lot of States, but federally it needs to be legalized. And I, I really feel it's going to. With Deb, we're just here to grow and do what we can as as, as, as best as we can and uh, make things grow and help people establish companies and grow sure. and, and help other people become healthy. Keeping people healthy and safe. That's yeah, quality products for affordable prices is like American dream capitalism. Deb's doing it. I've That's seen right. it. Uh, Ron, look into the camera and tell people where they can get a hold of you, where they can get a hold of Dev. And, you know, appreciate you yeah. coming on the Sativa segment. Yeah. Yeah. You can reach me on my business line at 702 702- Two one zero one four zero five. I can sit down with you, no cost obligation. Just sit down and, and uh, toss numbers and ideas around if you yep. want. Uh, and if you want to carry products, uh, just feel free to give me a call anytime at the seven zero two two one zero one four zero five. That's my direct business line. Uh, you can go to devmanufacturing.com if you want to see our operation. Yeah. You know, somewhat if you want to come in for a tour. The video is pretty good online. The video is pretty good, but yeah, when you're there, you know it's a lot. Yeah, better. yeah, you yeah, see that. Yeah, and we manufacture. Look, we can do from we do the uh, gummies here in our Vegas. We still manufacture. You know, the pain creams, tinctures. Yeah. You know, we, we there's a lot of products we offer. About sure. 200 different. I was skews. in the bathroom, but I heard you might be at MJ BizCon. So we'll have to see you over yeah, there. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to be there. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be in Vegas for the two weeks anyway. So well, we yeah. appreciate you coming on the yeah. Sativa segment. Yeah, thank Don't you. Tune in. It's gonna be lit. Professor Chang, myself, keep y'all entertained hey, and having fun. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having us. I really enjoyed. Congratulations it. on your uh, new firm thank as you. well. All right, I will be. Here a, we go. I will be a customer. All right. Sounds good. Peace. Thanks.